so uh, welcome to the first episode of the Green Room Podcast. Yes, with, welcome. With uh, Megan Hamilton. It me. The Bermudas, myself, hey. and Alex Kish. This hey, is there Pat. Is. This is Pat. This is Pat Patrick. And this is Kish. All right. So um, everyone knows Pat plays the guitar for me, and Kish plays the saxophone, and soon the trumpet. I yes. Think. yes. The triangle. The triangle. The triangle. We don't need anybody here to play the triangle, okay? Chuck Love oh, yeah, is yeah. where it's at. Um, it's silly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so this is uh, Monday, October 23rd, 2017. Yeah, our first cast. We're going to be doing this every two weeks starting this Monday. Yeah. So today. Today. So um, anyway, as far as stuff that's going on for us coming up here, we're playing Terror Fest. At the Skyway this weekend. Ooh, scary. I know, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, and I. What are you guys gonna be? Um, I would. I. I'm still undecided, I but I'm leaving. I think you should be Mr. Poopy Butthole. I'm going to be. I, th- I think I want to be Mr. Poopy Butthole. Oh man, that'd be pretty funny. I wonder how many people. It, and the best part is like not many. The people that get it will just laugh their ass. Off. I think the a lot of people that don't get it. it they're gonna be like, I mean, uh, Rick and Morty is. Pretty gotten big. super popular in the last yeah. year, especially in year this and a half. Um, Symbionic had the status lately that was like Wubba Lubba Dubstep. Don't <laughs> be a Rick and Morty character for Halloween. Whatever, <laughs> oh, no. he can fuck. Him no, off. you know, I'm honestly, kidding. I think I'm people kidding. will just try to be the like cliche Rick and Morty character. I might have exactly. to go. I might have to Morty. be. Uh, I think Mr. Poopy Butthole. I think that's still funny. I think I'll be, that's per- I'll be Bird Person. No, I'm kidding. I think no, you can't. Liam is doing this. Slow Mobius. I kind of want to be Slow Mobius. Yeah, he is. He's like he's like been talking about it for years. Liam, if you're listening to this I expect you to be bird person this Halloween or there will be problems or um, phoenix person can we cuss no, on these things no that'd be can such a crazier costume you can cuss you can say Shit. whatever you no, want no let's try and not Crap. do that oh, alright right. well, we can bleep that out later yeah um, you know did yeah. you go to church today it's it's Monday sorry mom I, no I didn't I didn't um, so yeah it's so Monday. what are you gonna be for Halloween what am I gonna be for Halloween um I I don't know I don't know if I want to tell if I want to you know you want to reveal yeah you know reveal it yet no um, okay. no you get you don't have to I'm gonna be the dudette from the Big Lebowski she <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna wear you know just a robe and a white V-neck and some boxers and uh, some Birkenstocks and just carry around a white Russian all night and say I that I abide or You're gonna that carry around um, Vladimir you should Putin? not do that on the rug you know. So. <laughs> so it's like you're gonna carry around Vladimir Putin he seems like such a macho dude to carry around that's funny because I was actually trying to watch The Big Lebowski last night and I didn't find it on Netflix in the search yeah I'm still kind of like not happy that you haven't seen it but you know what I did try to you haven't yeah. seen wait you've never no, seen it this has come up like four times this past week I know like, what I else haven't you, haven't you we seen like have you seen The Lion King abide have you seen oh, The Lion King that's like my favorite <laughs> have you movie? seen Forrest Gump yes okay. I've seen every other movie in the world <laughs> like, except for Big Lebowski and for some reason I've been like hammered on for like yeah. Not well, seeing it, like you don't. Good for some it. reason, I don't know what that. Well, means. Apparently, it's I really mean, good if we just want to add to this right now, I gave him the book 1984 last week <clears throat> so that he could finally read it. Yeah. I mean, but it's a book. That means you got to read. What does that even mean <laughs> right hard. now? Don't even act like I you don't, don't read. I, You're I, so I, edgy, Pat. You I don't, don't even read. read. What do I read? <laughs> you don't even know how to read. I was gonna say that, but all right. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. so we have Terror Fest upcoming. I was, yeah, I wanted to sp- this yeah we have Terror Fest coming. Terror Fest. That'll be fun because we toured with Filibuster like yeah. So we're playing Skyway ago. Theater, Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Terror Fest. It's this Friday and Saturday. The headliners are slan- Slander oh, oh, and... Alex is going to be for Halloween. Oh, well, oh. you didn't chime in here. I did. Oh, yeah. All right. So what are you going to okay, do? I am going to be... So Google or, or YouTube the Sexy Sax Man on YouTube. Oh, well, yeah. We all know. Me. We all know. I'm going to do that. Uh, Done. If right. you want to go, go deeper than go Sexy Sax Man, just go all the way back to uh, the classic 80s movie, The Lost Boys. And that's where I feel it originated. <clears throat> okay, I haven't seen that movie yet. Google it. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. so Terror Fest uh, right. this weekend. It's at Skyway <clears throat> Theater, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's going to be. Yeah, thir- the is it Thursday, Friday, are... Saturday, or Friday, Saturday? There's a pre party on Thursday, actually, okay. and the headliners are uh, Ray Volpe and Tasaki. And I Ooh. I don't know how to say I'm sorry, Brad. I don't know how to say your name. Tasaki, Tasoki, whatever. I have a song with you, and I'm going to come sing it with you, actually, on Thursday at Barfly. So uh, if you want to come hear Memories Live with me and Tasaki with Brad, Barfly, <laughs> come some... do that, yeah, uh, at Barfly. And Barfly just replaced the. <laughs> Well, that's not surprising. Uh, but they did just replace their entire sound system with the Skyway sound system. So it does sound yeah. very nice. Ooh, Barfly. Nice. Stepping it up. Um, Barfly is going to be the place to be yet again. Or I'll die waiting. Um, so anyway. We are playing Saturday night. <laughs> Terror Fest. Yeah. Saturday and then Saturday. Thursday, and we're playing it. in Studio B. Studio B. Um, we are playing with Filibusta and... Our good friend, Matt Thornton. Mm-hmm. True feels. True yes. feels. I was gonna call it call him Thorn style. Thorn style. style. You know, in my phone, <clears throat> he's we've written it in Thorn. as as Thorny Poo. Thorny Poo. Oh, Thorny Poo. But when I like voice text or I tell Siri to call him, <laughs> it goes <laughs> calling Thorny Poo. Thorny Poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's super rich, dude. <laughs> anyway, so what time are we playing on Saturday? So everybody knows. Um, what time are we playing? You know, yeah. that would be a good thing for me to know. Um, yeah. I wish we had a manager that would have told me that. But, um, <laughs> a tour manager, maybe? <clears throat> yeah, where are you, JD? Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, yeah, we're going to have a really super cool special guest coming up um, in a bit on the Green Room podcast. In the Green Room. In the Green Room. Yeah, um, but anyway, I think that we'll probably be playing at about uh, 11 o'clock. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. In Studio B for TerraFest, and that's the night that 12th Planet is headlining. So the lineup in Studio B that night would be uh, True Feels, and then us, and then <laughs> Filibusta on the keytar. Yeah. Hmm. Matt and Troy, don't miss their sets. They're both fantastic. Oh, did you mean Sunny? Huh? Um... <laughs> All right. Uh, so now that we got that out of the way, what's happening? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Yeah. Um, I'm still working, even though we're doing this podcast, which is just classic. Uh, what's <laughs> happening is that the the truck the truck closed. Triple Rock, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Minneapolis legendary venue, the historic. Triple Rock. Some might say historic. Historic and, and legendary. It can be both. I mean... Some might say... Some might disagree with both, but the Triple Rock <laughs> not, Yeah, West not to Bank. sound like a country song, but I think we all have memories we, we all don't remember at the Triple, the Triple Rock. Rock. Of course we do. Mm-hmm. Triple Rock. Um, West Bank, Cedar Riverside neighborhood in Minneapolis. Mm. Uh, started back, I want to say, in the 80s at some point, maybe even early 90s, by members of the Dillinger Four. 
legendary punk band out of Minneapolis. Some might argue legendary, some might disagree with that. Again. <laughs> I um, think it's but they started it, and it's been going strong. I think it's changed ownership a few times. Um, it, it's been a great place to see live music throughout the years, and it's not necessarily all punk bands nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's hip-hop, uh, there's indie rock bands, there's still punk bands, there's... Funk, everything. Funk. I mean, like, the whole gamut. Yeah. You can see it there. Um, I saw this band on the bill there called Cuckoo Kachoo, which is like an adult children's song band that people go bananas over. I mean, it's I don't get from it. From the Beatles or something? Okay. It's, uh, I, it doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's, they, they have a wide spectrum of people. But that it's they, do. It's they totally do. My totally first, do. uh, my first gig ever at the Triple Rock was when I was still doing hip hop music. Ooh. And, um, I was on a bill with Lizzo and the Larva Inc. Lizzo, the same one from Times Square. <laughs> the Times Square um, bill. Yeah, that would be Lizzo. Um, yeah. She used to have this project called Lizzo and the Larva Inc. And I met her at, um, what's that restaurant with the red horse on it? The Red Stag. <laughs> okay, the Red. The red what's that the restaurant red with horse. the Red Stag on it? Yeah, the Red Stag. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I guess, yeah. The first time I ever met Lizzo, I went and saw her with the Larva <laughs> Inc. at the Red Stag. And then I think. Uh, I want to say Botsy, Culture Cry Wolf, or something like that, booked me on this lineup with her at the Triple Rock. And I remember we were yeah. talking in the green room about, I, about well, she had obviously been there too. Well, she can obviously rap her ass off, but like she is such a great singer too. She's really multifaceted. Um, and I remember telling her that I wanted to sing, but I was nervous, uh, at like as opposed to doing like rap stuff or whatever. And we were in the bathroom together, and she's like, "Well, just sing for me, girl." And I was like, "Oh God!" And I remember Is that I what did. Girls talk about in the bathroom. They just sing for each other. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was so wonder. intimidated. Yeah. She was so good. Um, no, that's amazing. I mean, this I was like so so long ago. I mean, like probably five years ago. But yeah, the Triple Rock. I just have lots of really cool memories there. It was probably one of my favorite like three fifty four hundred person cap venues that. Is in Minneapolis generally. Mm. I like yeah. the layout of it too. How there was like yeah, nice little. Well, I mean, upper like two thirds of the venue was. Yeah. Is it two thirds? Maybe half. Maybe I'm wrong. Thinking of like proportions here. Whatever. I liked how I liked. I I loved the Triple Rock. Yeah, nice big like, like general. It sounded nice in there. General too. area, <laughs> um, with like you go up some stairs and you're in the back bar. Not huge. Not too small. Yeah. No, I really like the size of that. And, it's such um, an intimate. Yeah, they're, they're closing down November 22nd, but as we all know how things work in this city. You think they'll reopen? Is that what you're trying to say right now? I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if they fucking reopened. Maybe if Tom but Petty came back from the do you think that they the would <laughs> be under the... How, I think you've talked about this before, that they've closed before. I feel like they closed still before. still been the Triple Rock when they came back to life or whatever. Threatened to close before. I could be wrong on the facts, but I, I think somebody... I don't know, it man. You know, I had high times. hopes for for Cause reopening because there was even like yeah. Sans me just being like, of course they'll reopen because everyone loved it there. <laughs> like yeah. people actually were having like benefits and like stuff to like they, like they had a benefit to keep their yeah. bar, bar open, and then and still we have to look at the Iron Door Pub every time that we're on Lake and uh, Lindale now, and I hate my life, you know. So I mean, it did nothing for them. It sucks. Yeah, but it also I had didn't so really, high, such high hopes that they would come Cause back to life. Cause really never, never 
drew a big enough audience anyway. So like, you I know mean, what? yeah, I I guess money, Trock money did talks a lot, and but walks. that's not that, no. Cause definitely had a built-in crowd. I liked Cause. I'm not saying anything. I know you're not saying that. I just mean like it's not like it was empty there ever. It was never empty there. But there are many nights where there's about a dozen people or less when you're having music and you're paying bands that, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I just Whatever. liked it so much better than the Iron Door. I'm, it was just, not, I'm yeah. salty Sally about it. Yeah. yeah. It does suck. I mean, I, I'm not, I only moved here like two years ago, but I mean, people have talked, I've heard all these You should go to the track still. before it close, uh, closes. It closes, no, Pat, when does it close? Uh, November, November 22nd, allegedly. See, I actually haven't pulled up. Let's yeah, see November happened. 22nd, they are closing for good, Even apparently. just to go there, just to say that I did... Um, I mean, like, it is a fun place, though. And, like, there's another... If you're not into the music or whatever, there's a whole other side of the bar yeah, for you to go you kick it. You don't even it. have to pay... Um, you guys want to come with me? Um, I'm down to go to the truck for, like, Season. one last hurrah. Yeah, for yeah sure. sure. Let's go tonight. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, sure. See you there. <laughs> we shall yeah. see. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so that's right. sad. That kind of sucks. They're, they're closing down. Um, what's another sad thing that we could talk about? Tom Petty? So, yeah, that would be a good thing. Yeah, Tom Petty died uh, last week. That was just a bad day. For that whole like week was really dumb. Yeah, I feel like a lot happened I, that day. That was see. also the um, unfortunate uh, Las Vegas shooting. Oh yeah, concert. see that was might definitely have been the same. I can't remember if it was the same day. It was certainly the same week. Well, October second. Was... So whatever was happening on that day. Oh, well, very well, that helpful. Was, wow, okay, not last week, but like three weeks ago. Wow, time flies. Um, yeah, Tom Petty. Uh, Tom Petty dying was very sad for me. Well, I, mean, I grew what, up listening to his music, mm-hmm. especially when I started getting into that kind of music. Um, As a guitar meaning, player, I mean, like you're, you're, guitar rock yeah. type stuff. Yeah, I like. I hate to say that I didn't know a lot about him, to be honest. So, I actually saw him live one year. Well, yeah, and if anybody didn't know this, Pat used to work for Universal Music Group. This is funny, actually. Oh, yeah. He's written our notes on... um, Here, go show this to the GoPro. Oh, we're doing this. Look at... um, Oh, you can read my terrible handwriting. Pat's Universal Music Group official notepad with his name on it that he still has. (laughs) Um, But anyway, my whole point to that was that he got to see and meet, like, everybody ever who has been cool. Yeah. Well, that's actually not how I saw him, not through not through Universal. Okay, well, that just makes me even get more FOMO about I was your working, life, but whatever. I was yeah. working for a music festival <laughs> doing armbands um, for a music festival called Rockfest in a small, tiny town nearby where I grew up called Kadat, Wisconsin, and they were getting Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers there for one year, and I was doing armbands, and if you were the armband person letting people in through the campsites, into the parking or whatever you were given a free one-day pass. And there's a four-day concert back then. Now it's gone to three. Uh, but Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were there one night, and they actually had a higher ticket price for that one particular day they were there. It ended up being like $150 for the day matter, versus cause, like cause you got 60 the free one. No, because we couldn't use that towards the free one. Uh, but that was still back in the day when armbands weren't made of cloth for you new school people. Well, you were the armband guy. Why didn't you just slap one on your wrist? They were all the plastic ones. So people who had tiny wrists, you would keep the armbands clippings and you could get big chunks. So we went back to my friend's place and we hot glued them all together. And we knew another friend who was working security at the gate and just kind of gave him a heads up. 
So we just glued them all together for that day, <laughs> the clippings, and just kind of walked in, and I got to see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for free. Nice. It was really cool. We don't cool. condone that, though. We don't condone that. We don't that. condone that. He is don't do that to our us, shows. So Please don't, don't do that to our shows. Oh, we yeah. Want. Great double yeah. standard to but, set their pet. Yeah. Anyway, nice. or do it. Nice. Or do it and tell stories about it 10 years later. On a podcast, yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that like double jeopardy? You're going to get like... Triple. Um, Sounds like a triple Flagged jeopardy. for this. Well, karma is... You got karma coming. Talking about karma, uh, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> got some nice karma um, lately. The well, Weinstein like of guy. the Weinstein Company. Yeah. Do y'all see that meme of Jabba the Hutt grabbing Princess oh, Leia? I'm oh, the producer. No. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, Don't be like him. He's a loser. He's Don't be nobody. like him. Not nanny, nanyas. Yeah. So. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Calm down over does there. It, <laughs> no, he just makes me uncomfortable. I just get like. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So don't be like him. Let's see what else. What else has happened recently? <clears throat> Was it just today or yesterday? Just where they circa, circa today, circa today, um, they they performed surgeries in Puerto Rico. I saw that. Whoa, 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 I didn't. <coughs> I thought They're we were helping out Puerto Rico and like we were supposed to like make them into. Like, it this was nice... a ten, everyone. It was a, it was a ten. It was the greatest, most spectacular recovery effort that, of all time. Was that Trump? <coughs> that was Trump. Yeah. Oh, we got. I don't, I don't know. You should go get surgery done. That's just in what I Puerto imagine Rico that he would have uh, said about cough it. surgery. <laughs> so with cell phone light, imagine <laughs> as a doctor, like, oh, yeah, oh, you, you want cough Cool it on the pot, okay? You, you guys are getting crazy over here. Well, so, allergies. <laughs> allergies to pot. No. Yeah. Um, no, they performed a surgery by like. Uh, via cell phone. Cell phone light. lights. Yeah. Like, and like because they're out of kindergarten so scissors like too. The safety scissors. Safety scissors. Actually, they were the ones where the stationary scissors, so like they left a nice little perforation. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> nice little stitch, like zipper stitch mark. They could just. I <laughs> mean, that's a good resume builder, I'd say. Yeah. Performed heart surgery by cell phone light. I think if you could actually successfully do that, I mean, and you came, like, you went anywhere else in the world as a doctor, like, you should be able to, like, do regular heart surgery. It's like, yeah, I did it with twigs and cell phone light. This dude gave me a needle. Done. Replace his heart. Okay. You can do that with, with just a needle. I don't know what he. <coughs> sure. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. what have so, you? Yeah. Um, aren't you working on a sample pack or something? I am. I am. Yeah. You well, both are. What? Oh, okay. uh, you are too. Me too. No way. Yeah. We both are. Did you guys just become best friends? Wait. Do you want to do karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> Get a pumpkin. <laughs> Um, we have had too many and the squirrels keep eating them. In fact, the other day I looked out my back door and there was legit a squirrel sitting in the hole it had eaten in the pumpkin. He made it like, into a house. Like, yeah, he was just chilling it's in like, it. like, I need a like, place to go for the winter. This mine now. He'd eaten all the seeds. Uh, that was there. So, so instead of it being a jack-o'-lantern, it was a jack-o'-lodge. It was a squirrel-lantern. It was like the... I, I Genghis Khan of squirrels. It just it, was, it t- took that pumpkin many? over, and and that was the end of it. Actually, they they ate the other pumpkin first, so that was the second pumpkin that we found him sitting in, and they splayed his guts <laughs> all over Sorry. our our porch. Jeez. Pat, I'm could you asshole. stop coughing, please? What up? Do apologize. <laughs> yeah, you guys are allergies. gonna need to beep and censor yourselves, okay? Yeah. <laughs> ah, beep. <laughs> okay, squirrels eating pumpkins. Anyway, okay, so you both um, are working on a sample we're pack. We're both working on a sample Wahoo. pack. Go on. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I have lots of ideas for it. Stay tuned. That's all I can say. Oh my god. Same. Oh my. Yeah, well, mine's gonna be fun. I'm gonna do. Well, I'm gonna do what lots of riffs, like, lots riffs? of chords. I'm gonna Holy try to do a mix stuff. of chords and little riffs or fills that people can just drop right into their productions, or use chords, uh, a chord progression, very rhythmic, kind of vampy. Mm. If that makes Ooh, sense. I might have to do it. Okay, you know, from, like in my little low projects on the side. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it nice and dry. A nice, um, a nice guitar tone, nice guitar and Maybe amp tone cabinet. Yeah. Uh, and then, if you want effects, you're the producer. You can put the effects on. You know, what? that's your job. That's kind of your job. No, I don't. You just really can't know like can drop that. stuff in here and there. Call yourself a producer, right? Haven't you been doing a new song with Slink? Um, yes, Slink and I already. Finished the song. Well, he finished it. He asked me to record on it with uh, Elvis Freshly. Mm, I love the, their the dudes project. Elvis Freshly. Y'all ain't heard of them. They're like a hip hop group, uh, like a funky, super They're funky, really cool. like French funky hip hop group. I would say they. I don't know. They get. I guess they're more like a ghetto funk hip hop group. But yeah, I really dig what they do. They're great. Yeah, it, the the song turned out great. I'm still waiting to hear back from um, Mr. Slink as to when that's going to be released. He told me September at one point. September has now come and gone without the release. <laughs> I'm so, excited. I've been waiting for it. TBD, guys. TBD. TBD. <laughs> I'm excited. I actually released. got to hear a little, like a TBD. little of what he did, did before behind the scenes. And it's some good stuff. Just kidding. This cat, this cat can pluck those strings pretty damn fine. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I listened to it for a second too. It's on a dope. I'm so to hear it when it comes out. Um... Shall we do a vinyl? Vinyl. Yeah, no. now it's time for our vinyl. Like a, a vinyl. Vinyl of the week. Can we make up a vinyl sort of jingle? We, yeah, we need a like a jingle <laughs> thing that's vinyl. like vinyl of the week. Eris. Vinyl. There we go. Like All right, there it is. That's what it will be this time. <laughs> you just ruined my record. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't scratch my vinyl. Eris. Okay, so, right. so what do we got? The GoPro's done, so we'll go with um, we'll go with Kish's first. Oh. Show it to our audience here. All right, so check this out. That this is, is it. Oh, right there. Okay. Mm. So this is Tenor Madness. Um, it's one of Sonny Rollins' is uh, old albums, like when he first. A younger album. Of Who's Sonny Rollins? So Sonny Rollins is a tenor saxophone player, jazz tenor saxophone player. And it's actually funny. I'm actually really glad that you had this little segment here on this podcast because this was a really important record to yeah. me. It was shown like right when I kind of got into jazz by my private lesson teacher. You want to play a little bit in the background? I would dude? love to. Here, I'll hold yeah. it for you. So take here, this. You want to hold that over there, Pat? Go. Do Just this. set it on the table or something. So the great thing about this album, I'll let you guys listen for a bit. So how did you find this Okay, one? so anyway, so I found this because it was, my, my private lesson teacher showed it to me, um, bought it, it was like one of the uh, first, I think, um, jazz, um, like CDs that I bought. Um, the reason why this was so important though be is because uh, we had, we have John Coltrane on it, and you guys have all heard of John Coltrane. Yeah, the I was other just going to say, sex. I just saw that name on here. Yeah, and see. so so he's the he only played on the first song, and uh, John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins du duke it out um, on this first song, back and forth, back and forth, and... Uh, it was really cool to hear that because I was like, man, I, I'm never going to get to that point that John Coltrane's at, blah, blah, you know, I tell him my, my private lesson teacher and he's like, looking at me and he's like, Alex, like, 
look how Sonny Rollins comes in after John Coltrane just goes, blah, 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 you know, just all crazy. And then Sonny Rollins comes in with just like this nice little line, just like chilling. He's like, look, everyone has their own style. You don't have to be all crazy. You don't have to play a bunch of fast notes. Just have, you know, just be original about it. And I, like him telling me that was like, oh my gosh. That is true. That's very good advice, I yeah. think, for sure. And so, so is that your favorite track of the album? After, yes. Hands down. What's uh, it called? This one. Um, Tenor Madness is the name of the album. It's also the name of the song. It's a 12-bar blues. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. What do you have, Megan? Um, me. Uh, I picked, for this week, um, the 12-step program from People Under the Stairs, who are um, my favorite, one of my favorite hip-hop duos of all time. Um, Show I wouldn't even the say cover. duo. Show them the cover. I just say, um, this is it. Here, you want to go? Show um, people under the stairs, they're, uh, West Coast hip hop. They sound sort of similar to, I'd say like Tribe Called Quest. Um, <clears throat> they just super old school, jazzy, very chill, soul sampling and stuff like that. Um, it's two dudes and this is their most recent LP that came out. It's called the 12 step <coughs> program. I think my favorite album of theirs, <coughs> like fully is probably <coughs> OST. Um, because they have that, um, you know, the Acid Raindrop song that everybody knows. Uh, I'm, I'm not as familiar with their work as you are. When the stress burns my brain just like Acid Raindrops, Mary Jane is the only thing that makes the pain stop. Just let the music take over your soul, body, and mind. Kick back, relax one time, and you will find. And so, anyway, the um, inside of it is, like, as a graphic designer, I That's also just, like, super appreciate the inside of this album. Should hang that And up. then each of the LPs is actually, like, an... <clears throat> Like an opaque uh, blue and then orange version. Ooh, nice. Of uh, both of the L of both sides of the LP, and then um, if that wasn't cool enough already, <clears throat> it actually came with a booklet that has um, individual art for each of the singles on the tracks. So it's like one of my you favorite color combinations. And see. Um, yeah, aren't they yeah. opposite? Blue and orange <laughs> are opposite on the color wheel. Um, yeah, they're so exactly it means are. they're per they perfectly complementary colors. Chicks with blue eyes mm. wear orange eyeliner, <clears throat> or eye uh, shadow, because I know so much about makeup. So if chicks here. with orange that's eyes, thing, I'm assuming we're blue eyeshadow. Blue eyeshadow. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, chicks okay. with orange eyes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> chicks. So anyway, um, if you haven't heard of people on the stairs, you should check them out and <clears throat> chill out. And uh, yeah. what do we have from you, Pat? Um, this is a pretty uh, awesome this is a good album one. for me. Yes. This is one of my Ooh, favorites. I like that album too. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. For show. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. There you go. Suck my kiss. Yeah. Very uh, monumental album. As kids, we didn't like associate it with funk. We thought it was just like rock and roll music. And um, now rock, I go yeah. back and listen to it. Um, and like this song in particular, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like recently. Funky Monks. Funky Monks. Oh. Great song. It's. So funky. So funky. You're right. I, I, I always saw them as rock band. I think because they're like, you know, their, their persona like seems like a rock band. Type, you know. Well, they were. Yeah, that's they're true. Like they, LA, were, they were rock funk. It was rock LA band. punk band that kind of had funk influences. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you hear both. You hear both of it. Gosh. So. Oh. Yeah, so. So, yeah. Uh, that was great for me. I didn't realize how funky they were. And The more I dove of... into that album, the more I realized... I actually was into funk music. 
Yeah. Well, and it's and it's crazy too because I'm sure you play. You know, a lot of that. That's where you get a lot of inspiration from your. Yeah. And you're playing. It's it was like actually really people. funny. One, it was early in college, when I was listening to this record, uh, front to back all the time, and I reached out to one of my friends who I knew was already a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, and she went to school with me, and she called me up on a Friday night or whatever. She's Ooh. like, "What are you doing?" No. no, she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm listening to the." Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Chili Peppers is so great. John John Frusciante's great, and she just started laughing at me. She's like, John Frusciante? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was going to correct you. I know you nothing. Like right just... I know nothing. And then you she laughed nothing, at me. You John Snow. Yeah. So, um, now Speaking I know. of knowing nothing, when we were um, like riding in the car one day talking about uh, how much Pat samples or knows the samples for like literally everything. Um, we were talking about, that. yeah, he brought up this track, which is uh, from Mother's Milk. It is Mother, yeah, Mother's Milk. And um, it's for, it's the Crazy Town Butterfly sample that made their entire career. But you gotta hear this. It's, inc- the, it's Their insane. brief career? Their one hit wonder, I guess. Although that song was featured in the movie Orange County, which I recently rewatched with Jack Black, uh, Jack Black and Colin Hanks. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. I think it comes in just a second here after they get going with the strum. We're probably gonna get we're probably gonna right get here, yanked right down from YouTube because yeah, of this. Right. Fine. Probably. If we keep talking. Oh. Yeah. And that's it. Oh. Just that brief little part. It does. It gets me going though. Come, like, come, come, this is what I put on butterfly. like in the morning sugar, if I want to just baby. get like pumped up. Yeah. yeah. Sugar, this is what that that's the song that crazy yeah, song that crazy pumps town you up, kish. pumps you up it pumps me stuff all these all their songs pump, pump me up pump pump it up oh yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's that's my album cool no I, yeah and it's you know it's, it's through all this music it's crazy because I I'd said in the past like you know musicians are the greatest thieves and you know I say that because you know all these you know records that we we listen to all the things that we like take you know that we hold in our heart all the music that we just grew up listening to we we. You know, we don't steal the the samples, but we take all those things and put them into our own style. You know, after after um, so many years and after we like kind of start mastering our craft, that's where we kind of like all sound like. I mean, so what would you say? Would you, know, you would you use the word inspiration? Inspir- oh, we're inspired <laughs> okay. and inspired by. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have cultivated like the style that I sing via the people that I loved while I was growing up, uh, like Amy Winehouse and yeah, like. I can Tom DeLonge and like Aim, like Avril Lavigne and Nora Jones and yeah. I mean Pat Boone. Who? Huh? <laughs> Just a weird reference. Um, <laughs> somebody will get it. That's listening. Somebody, uh, somebody it might have get to that be us. It's fine. Yeah. Very much. And now we have the interview of the week. This is one of our good buddies, JD JD oh, Vanderwheel, the Jack of all trades. For he real. does he lighting. He's a man. He does oh, man. tour managing. One of my favorite people I've met in recent years. The first episode of Green Room Podcast featuring Megan Hamilton and the Bermudas is brought to you by Festy Days. Check them out online at facebook.com slash festydays or at festydays.com. I've done a lot of cool pin designs for these guys, uh, some other clothing designs too, and they've recently started a line of Rick and Morty apparel that's been popping off like crazy. Uh, the owner is such a great guy, and everybody that works there is awesome. They've got everything from pashminas to custom joggers, uh, all-over-print T-shirts, 
sublimation, pin slaps, grassroots hats, and more. The discount code GREENROOM with no space will get you 15% off any purchase at festydays.com. That's again GREENROOM, no space, at festydays.com. And this episode was also brought to you by Vapes.com, a family-owned and operated business out of the Midwest, specializing in e-cigs, e-liquids, wax and herb vape pens, e-hookah, and tons of other stuff. Uh, These guys have been super gracious to us in the past, and we're really excited to have them on board here so you guys can check out what they have to offer. Uh, Just use promo code GREENROOM with no space to get 15% off any purchase from Vapes.com. So there you go. You got it, guys. Uh, Festydays.com, vapes.com. Use promo code GREENROOM to get 15% at both of these places. And uh, now let's hit the interview. So we've got J.D. Vanderweel with us today. Um, If you know who that is, you'll be clapping. Yeah, give him a round of applause. You'll be clapping right now. Is that like your name, like your real name, just JD? Uh, yeah, that's just what the easiest way to go about it. Perfect. He doesn't want to tell his No, I'm not going to say it. It's, 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 it's part of the mystique. Yeah, his extreme that I've cultivated. I thought your mom's like, pick two letters, and that's his name. Something like that. Cool. Perfect. That's Let's just kind of shake him up and then... <laughs> all 28 letters, 20, 32 letters. Anyway. It was all just J's and D's. So. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been easy JJ. Or DJ. Let's go. No. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> DJ. Yeah, thanks to me. Anyway, we brought JD on here because if you know who JD is already, you'll know he is super badass and is traveling all the time lately. Um, it's crazy to see you doing so much because you started out with Antic Studios and now they're doing crazy things too, but um, you have just blown up in terms of people wanting you to tour manage them, so... Um. Kind of. Yeah, kind it, of, because you're awesome, I guess. So. It just, I don't know, it, the best way to put it is that I'm in the right place at the right time, I guess, doing the work that is needed to be done. And that just kind of catches people's eyes. You know, when you're out on the road, anything could happen. You know, a car could die down on the highway and you have to pull over and turn it off while people are sleeping in the back while you're already a half hour late to the show and you just hit... You just have to uh, figure it out and make and make it work to get sure. to the show on time because that's it what work. it's all about. Make it work. The yep. show must go on. The show so. must go on. So okay, so JD runs lights for Antic Studios, does crazy sweet LED light board, awesome shit. And you produce and your own visual graphics a bit too, don't you? I don't do any of the content creation. Okay. I don't have that brain-to-hand mm-hmm, capability sure. yet. I can't... Um, I'd like to learn at some point, but um, I've just been kind of doing a whole lot of other stuff that I haven't really been able to sit down and figure that part out yet. But, yeah, you know, sure. once I get to time... So not only that, he also is a tour manager, which we'll get into what that entails, because I think a lot of people, yeah, people that don't, don't know, have any idea... I think idea, they don't even know they exist. ...no idea what a tour manager is <laughs> or what it, like, what it entails. And also... He um, seemingly works at every music festival I've ever been to yeah, in the last three years <laughs> in some capacity. Because of one of those two things. Because of one of those yeah. two things, but also... Um, well, you work exclusively at Infrasound anyway, don't you? Um, yeah, I do their site operations, so... But you maybe. do everything at these festivals, <coughs> sometimes. I, you know, it like, like I said, it's all about making sure that the show can go on. You know, people... Mm-hmm. 
pay money for these events and I'm trying to make sure that they have the best experience possible. We have an amazing community that we're trying to cultivate that, you know, everybody wants to kind of be a part of. You know, sometimes you just have to do what's needed to be done. Right. It, you know, if it's grading land and making sure that the pathways are visible and walkable in any condition, day, day night, rain, you know, that mm. it, nothing, no bridge is going to give way or... You know, nobody's going to be able to hurt themselves trying to jump over something that it's clearly right. visible that there's danger ahead or something. You know, don't go this way. Right. Um, so it's... I think a lot of people don't even consider all the act, like all the work that goes into making things go as smoothly as they do. And then when something like Tiny goes awry, then they yeah. it's so frustrating. It's the biggest deal ever. Yeah. like, oh my God, how do these guys suck so bad? They're just doing nothing. We it's like, well... not even get into no. strobes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I stepped in the one puddle in the festival. I can't believe they can't make sure all the water washes away. No, it's like there's all these little tedious things you guys are thinking about. Well, you know, you got to remember that you're, you're camping first and foremost. Like... Mm -hmm. So you have to take some level of responsibility on yourself, but we're, we're trying to do everything and, you know, everybody's comments and suggestions, you know, even if it's negative, I still take it as constructive criticism. So that's like something that is wrong that I can know that we can fix later on. You know, we take everybody's suggestions to heart. It's not like we're not out there hearing it. We just sometimes don't either know what to say in official capacity or it's just, you know, still on the table, but, you know, we try to acknowledge everything. You know, yeah, via sure. memes or actual responses, but you yeah, know, you and Nicole or you and Paisley. That that like, woman is with that kind of stuff. One of the most inspiring people I've ever met. For yeah, she's sure. fantastic. I'm gonna have her on here. Yeah, you sure. should absolutely. If you think I'm cool, she's like on a level. I want to do an episode with Paisley, Nicole, and Jess Campioni because they're like the oh, two yeah. baddest chicks in the industry, like the behind the scenes industry. They're just killing it right now. They're both on like multiple huge festivals, like running all their vending and all their artist relations and everything. It's crazy. I don't know how they do all that at once. But anyway, so you have been tour managing for Liquid Stranger and Manic Focus for the past... Um, so I have not been their tour manager. I have been aiding their tour manager, who is okay. actually uh, Manic's drummer, Jacob Barenholtz. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Straight oh, because I forgot it's a CDJ. It. Yep, tour. they're touring on CDJs, except okay. for in, during the middle of the week when I did kind of help out, but uh, in a more tour managerial capacity, because Jake actually brought his drum kit along. Okay. So he would set that up and I would, you know, take care of everything else, make sure that everything was going fine. One day he actually had to go and leave to uh, go to his cousin's wedding in the middle of the tour. So uh, any questions or anything, you know, guest list stuff and making sure that our riders yeah, so were filled. Going into that, would you, in your own words, like to explain what your duties are as a tour manager? So for people that don't know, a tour manager is generally someone who travels with an act while they're on tour the entire time and takes care of all the tedious things that musicians don't want to spend time doing. Um, yeah, it, it really is. like So I tour manage uh, for Late Night Radio and for Flamingosis. We did a fall tour together I forgot about um, last year. We did 30 dates across 20 states, starting from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, going all the way up to Philly and Boston. Um, and then headed back to Chicago. Then we did a little bit of the Southeast again with like the Carolinas. Um, then we did, uh, backed out to Colorado for a couple dates. And then we went out to Jackson. We went out to 
um, Eugene and uh, Portland, Oregon, and then we went down into California and then back home. And it's interesting being on the road with people that you haven't necessarily been together with for that long. You know, it's for sure, definitely. It's not all glitz and glamour. No, on the road, it's, never, it's, it's it hotel is. rooms and long car rides and people farting and you know <laughs> listening to everybody's interesting music Seriously, and choices and, i was just on yeah. tour with zuba like last week and they were they told me when it was all over how shocked they were how little they farted the whole time they were like we didn't fart nearly as much while you were in the van for some reason and i don't even huh. think it was that's that's it, it happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're afraid if it goes down you just have to be honest about it and open the closest window <laughs> yeah so yeah Rules of the road. Rules of the road. There's plenty of them. But yeah, for sure. uh, It's, you know, doing whatever it takes to make, because you're focusing on your art. Okay, so say let's, okay, let's say you've got a show tonight, and you just drove your fake band here four hours from wherever, Fargo, to play a show tonight, and you are headed to soundcheck right now. Starting then, what would you, what would your duties be for the rest of the night? Um, I would introduce myself to the stage managers and the sound guys and the promoters and whoever is on site at the venue to make sure that our load-in is as smooth as possible. Because ultimately it's taking as much stress off of the off of you guys, the artists, to because you're trying to play the show. You know, you're trying to blow people's minds. Yeah, you can't do that if you're stressed out. Yeah, people don't think about those little tiny parts no, of where are we going to park so when we like, get to the venue. Where, like, where, people don't think about Do that. we have a spot outside the venue? Exactly. Can we leave our vehicle there? Is there going to be somebody to help us load in? You know, are we traveling with a production package? Do we have enough power to do our full setup? Where are we going to be able to plug in? Do we have house lines ran for, the, you know, the lighting computers or the video computers? Like, you know, depending, uh, what do they have in terms of speakers for your guys' monitor setup, you know, do we have enough power to build all of your guys' rigs? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Like just everything you just listed off. I'm like, and wow. you know, it, it, if you good tour managers will have that already set up in a PDF file that they can just send off and, and it, they'll advance it and take care of everything weeks beforehand. And they'll be in constant communications with you know, venues about this is what we're doing, this is when we're bringing it, you know, and then you'll get on a personal level, have the promoter or the stage manager's number and let them know, be like, hey, we're running 10, 15 minutes late, there's a little bit of traffic getting into town, they're like, cool, me and our hands are here, don't you worry about it, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure, and I have all that stuff, I have all this stuff that you have to do, like, what's your favorite part about touring, tour managing? You got all this stuff, we gotta go through through the rest of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this is still, this is still before still, the show yeah, is even happening. Yeah, this is before, I guess you're taking it, I forgot, we're, we're, we're in a story. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even sound checked What's your favorite yet. part before this? No. Yeah, no. Oh, um, we're in a story, that's tangential. Um, well, after you sound, you know, then that's it, setting up sound check, you know, bringing merch in, get, uh, talking to the front of house people who, um, if there's a house LD, if we're, it all depends if you're bringing like a touring package, you know, where the LD is going to be able to set up. What's LD for people that... A lighting designer. Okay. So that's or an LD or a VJ, depending on the lighting or, or touring package that you're bringing. If it's lights or lasers or um, big LED panels to do visuals with or, you know, a projector where you're going to be able to shoot for your projector from. If you're going to have it on a stand, if they already have anything in-house... Um, it, there's really just a lot of communication beforehand with the venue and the touring party and like the manager of the touring party 
to make sure that everything is a-okay. So there's contact between management management and booking and all of that beforehand too to make sure that the routing is connected and everything. Um, but like after sound check, you know, it's making sure that everybody is comfortable. If they're staying in the green room, if they're going back to the hotel beforehand, if they're hungry, you know, get suggestions from people that work there to take them to take care of the artists. Thirsty. Make sure that you know if they what they want beer, where the local brewery is. If they want it, if they want, if they're in the mood for healthy food, or if they want to eat something that's you know specifically catered to the area, like barbecue or something. If you're in the south, mm -hmm. um, or seafood if you're on the coasts. Yeah. Or juicy Lucy's if you're here. Yeah, juicy Lucy. Exactly. Yeah. No. Door. If, yeah. When people Taking come them, here, I'm like, like, we're going to the blue door. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Heart attack, but it's. Uh, a Minnesota heart attack. It's so good. <laughs> the perfect so kind, good. dude. Melted cheese yeah. inside of meat. That sounds that's an A plus for most people. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's there's a lot of love for every little aspect. You know, as long as it's communicated properly, everything should be able to go fine. You know, and it's it's, you know, when we were when I was on tour just this last two couple weeks, uh, <clears throat> we got our light package set up down to about an hour. So no matter how early or late we were, we would set it up quick and then we would either have that time beforehand to chill while we were waiting for sound check to be over with, or you know, we would have that time afterwards to just still chill because we got it down to that point where it was just what setup are we doing? Where am I pulling power from? Where's the house line? And okay. even on a smaller scale, to an as large as possible scale, the whole Tetrising of all the stuff, like yeah. learning how, like what fits best in the trailer or in the uh, van or whatever, and like yeah. where, and then after you do like several dates in a row, then you start to remember like how it all fits in there. Cause you, I mean, yeah. at least me, the trailer's always super full whenever I'm on tour, so it's like... Shout out Chandler Tommen for that, though. He did a really good job of Tetrising our yeah, trailer. Yeah, totally had. Thing, I wonder if you he know, played when he was a kid. That's like, that's the kid. Oh, everybody plays Tetris when ah, they're a kid, man. I've, I still play, I try to play Tetris as often as possible. It helps build your cognitive <laughs> abilities oh, yeah. to be able to just problem solve like that. But, yeah. you know, that helps a lot. Just being able to know how to, to fit different... It's true, there's Shape, so much Pieces stuff. of equipment, onto, you know, we'd put cases on the and side takes, and cases in the middle, time. put trussing yeah. over the top of that. And, and I wish that the bands are fragile, back. too. Because you yeah. can't, you gotta... Can't put things on top of things, gotta make yeah. sure that it's not gonna slide around. Yeah. If you you're not gonna break a fader or... To get that figured out, and to get that, and that adds time. Every single right. time at a show, or before and after, that you're loading it out, that adds time to the entire process and the more you can like streamline it and figure out where stuff goes which which comes with being on tour for weeks like you were just saying yeah it just helps so much and it really helps to have you know one of the most but the one of the best feelings is being able to show up to a venue where people are excited to do their job still it's not a chore you know it's not the sound guy's chore to get everybody checked and whatnot they're like oh dude tight i get to do a drummer tonight like i did i thought you guys were all on cdj's tonight so it was like oh no yeah cool i get to do something you know as opposed to just making sure that levels are checked and the mixer's not redlining and shit like that sure. or just like so, making sure the monitors work on stage yeah and like that's then the you know front of, front it, of house sound Sounds good. And you'd actually be surprised how many people can't pull that off. Yeah. You got two jobs, dude. How many times at that? You got so. two jobs. Yeah, but okay, okay. Let's back up. <laughs> uh, let's back off the sound guy here because no, they have to deal with people that have no, no idea it's, what it's, they're doing. It's That's not, really it's not, it's not just the sound guy either. It could yeah. be the house LD or it could be the production manager. Or it could be anybody who doesn't have anything. Because that, that's where, you know, 
being a good tour manager comes into play is problem solving directly on the spot to make sure that the stress levels are kept to For a minimum. Sure. I just feel like sound guys particularly, not touring no, sound men. I think, I mean, like in-house venues, sound guys get such a bad rap and it's because they do local shows too. So they're dealing with bands who have never sound checked in their life. They're lollygagging right. and poking around and everything takes twice as long. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And I can't even imagine how frustrating of a job yeah. that that would be. We oh, used no. to, we tip our sound guy yeah. because it helps. It's, a, it's a pain to do. Yeah. It's a tough gig. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, yeah. I didn't... It helps because then when you come back, they're like, oh, these guys. Yeah, we would just throw them a 20 at the know beginning that like of the etiquette. show so like, that they just yeah. nice yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, pro tip. Any pro tip for <laughs> anybody out there, yeah, any aspiring. Yeah. Tip your sound guy. Tip your sound guy before the show. Before the show. Before, yeah, before, so they'll care. Yeah. Bartenders and yeah. sound guys. Tip both of those. Tip bartenders and sound guys. Yeah, seriously, tip your bartenders. Revolutionary over here. Um... So, okay, uh, yeah, the one other thing I wanted to ask you about, I guess, actually, we can fill, we can do Kish's question now. What's your favorite part of, of all of this? Yeah, I, I get to listen to music in different cities every night. That's, yeah. that's the whole, like, I... And it's music you love. Like, I, like know, I know JD has loved the artists that he tour manages for forever. So, yeah. it's super cool for me to even see that you've, like, achieved being their best friend. Like, yes. it's like, oh, I heard you talking about how, oh, I love his music so much, blah, blah, blah. Flash forward three years. Oh, I'm just driving <laughs> 20,000 gigs across the country. So that's how I felt about you when you said you were TMing for Flamingosis. I was like, oh my god. He's so jealous. He loves Flamingosis so I, much. I, I'm such well, a and fan. That's <laughs> like the first thing, like, how'd you fall into it? You're like, you're like, being at the right place at the right time. Well, you know what, that has a little bit too, but your passion for it too, like passion for listening to music and being around it. Well, like that, that's kind of, I would I'll, say, something. I'll give you, uh, so here's how it kind of all went down for the tour manager thing, you know, like with late night radio specifically, I had... You know, I think his music is the bee's knees. Like he, he's one of my favorite, like absolute all-time favorite producers out there, like living or dead. Like he, that cat's music resonates to my soul. Um, and we, he was at Infrasound, and it was kind of super muddy. It was like the Infraswamp beer. So I saw him show up, and I was like, "Yo, like I'll take care of you. Like here, let's get your coming out to the stage that I'm like helping run, like." You know, we'll put you on our, the, I got my homie coming with the ATV and the trailer because we got to take the drums down, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he, and his gear kind of got fucked up on the way down there and super muddy. So he was like, wasn't super happy about that. And I was like, dude, it's cool. Like, we'll take care of it, blah, 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 all this. And then he kind of noticed that and like, he hit me up the next week and he's like, yo, we're going to uh, Sonic Bloom and I want to see if you'll be able to come as my tour manager, I'm going to talk to our management and see if we can get you on the list spot. And I was like, yeah, dude, I would absolutely love to go out there. Because he's like, I fell off a log, like, trying to take a picture of my girlfriend and, like, well, I fucked up my ankle, so I can't really, like, carry stuff. Wait, is that a real stuff. story? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, it's an Alex. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, oh. He, he was, uh, he, like, fell off a log and fucked up his ankle. So, uh, he's like, yeah, I can't really, like, carry Did stuff and whatnot. Did they get the picture? I don't know if he got the picture or not. I'll have to figure that out. That's like the yeah. It was uh, it was yeah, but it's cute though. Uh, he's he's a, him and Daniel are pretty sweet sweet characters. So um, I never I like I never knew his music until um, we had the uh, you know fortunate pleasure to open up for him on a few dates. Yeah, and it's awesome. Brought us around. Oh yeah, he played ago, like wow. three. Yeah, it's like two years ago now, wasn't it? A year and a half. I don't know. We Who played cares? at the nasty. We played at the nasty. 
uh, in Fargo or Which the Nestor. Which is closing. The Nasty closes like on November 1st. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I don't think I've ever, I've ever actually been there. Uh, you're missing um, a lot. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece of history though, dude. I know, I know a lot of people, I know yeah. a lot of people have played there. So. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want to go into a bar that has a liquor store attached to it? Oh. I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a law. You can buy liquor at like for yeah, sale. Like, off sale, off sale yeah. A lot of states have that. Um so anyway, so we got to uh open up for him and he's the nicest guy in the world. He's a big sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is, he is a very he's like really tall and like ominous looking, but when you go up and talk to him, they'll be like, Oh, you're late night radio and he's like, Oh no, I'm Alex. Mm-hmm. Like He's just yeah, a dude. Yeah, he's a quiet dude. He's, but he's um, like, once you get to know him, he, he definitely comes out and he's a, he's a very... He's First of all, yeah, Alex is like friends. the best name in the world, so I already like the guy. Oh my god. Oh, okay, Alex Kish, right? <laughs> um, dude, my favorite song of his is... I'm not even going to say it yet. Um, because somebody who I'm friends with, who also it's their favorite song of his, told him that recently, and he's like, I hate that song. I'm so sick of that song. So I never want to play that song again. La, la, la. Uh, Moving slow. Oh, dude. That, he hates that song. I love it's it. Like, like, no, thank he, you. Okay, it's amazing. It's he, fantastic. I'm sure he's just sick of playing it, but... No, he's, yeah. just, he's just like any artist, you know? They'll never think that their art is good enough and how he thinks that he might be overplayed in a certain set, but, I, you know, like, his music's amazing. That song you is fantastic, just keep, Alex. Just I don't playing. care what you think. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do we have... Oh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to ask you was... Um, what you think of the new PL track, the new Pretty Lights track? I think it's absolute fire. Um, it, uh, I'm not too fond of the second drop in particular, but the reason I fell in with the, fell in love with the genre is because it's taking old songs and putting new flavor on top of it. And if you listen to it on a loud enough system and at the proper volume, you can hear what he's done on top of the track that makes it. I don't know. It's like it's like it. I don't know. I compare the, the you say it breathes uh, new life into an old. Yeah, exactly. It's like tacos. Everybody likes tacos. Yeah. And you got your favorite place to go get tacos because they do something different to the taco. So it's like you can't hate on somebody changing the taco. So if there's a song that's already known and loved. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't, you can't hate. You can't, can't hate people. On that. You can't hate. It might not. It might not be taco. Respect all tacos. Yeah, yeah. I love all tacos. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't discriminate against tacos. You no. can appreciate or you cannot. But it's just like yo, you can't hate on the taco. What about sure. burritos though? Wait, what, where are we going with that? Where are we going? I don't what know. <laughs> I, I was thinking about Mexican food. I really like it. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he sampled um, Strawberry Letters. I was wondering how the copyright works with that. I well, because... Actually, yeah, because it is for sale on uh, iTunes, I think, but that's only if you want to purchase it. I mean, but it is obviously it, he is giving a big it away enough deal free. to have contacts for whatever label Strawberry he's got, Letters yeah, was yeah, selling. Yeah, yeah. What is like, Brothers Johnson on? You would know. Um, I mean, I don't know who they're publishing is, so, so you have to do, you have to clear it through their publishing. If you're a big enough artist, so generally how it works is... I think is, he definitely was able to clear it. Yeah, oh, he had to have, because he's a big enough artist where he would get his ass sued if he didn't. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you I can't charge for it. Not every person can hit up the publishing company for no, Brothers Johnson no. and be like, can I sample And not, not everybody would, track? but you should still sample it, put it out there. If you can get away with it, because whoa, if it comes, whoa, you got to you got to risk it to take. To yeah, you got to because so like, but at the yeah. same time, you got to remember that bad biscuits make the baker broke. So I've never heard that, but I totally get that analogy. I like that analogy. I haven't yeah, heard I like that either, that, but I like I'm it. Add that bad biscuits make the baker broke. Oh, that's a tongue. You got to risk it to get the biscuit twister. 
lot of alliteration. Uh, tongue twister. <laughs> tongue te- is it a tongue teaser or a tongue twister? Tongue. I think it's a little bit of both. I guess little my bit of only concern a little bit of with all of that yeah. is that I'm hoping that people that are listening to that track at least realize that he didn't write all the lyrics and everything. I feel like there's no. a weird misconception somehow because some people are familiar with that old style stuff, you know? Right. Well, that's part of the fun though too, because like especially if you're in like the Pretty Lights family or something, you'll be able to read what like different people think about the song and the video that's mm-hmm. accompanying to it. But people will be able to under, like explain like, yo, this is the song where it originated from, and that will be able to open doors for yeah, people. For sure, I was curious. It's not I... listed on any of the descriptions that he sampled. Really? Well, strawberry letters. I'm, it's just so blatant that I'm just right. curious. Well, what I like about sampling and all of that type of stuff is like when I was growing up and listening to hip hop records. I would really like a beat or whatever underneath. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, man, why don't producers make songs like that? And then flash forward, flash forward 10 years, I hear the song that they sample and I was like, oh my God. Okay, so they're just ripping it off. Or I shouldn't say ripping it off, but yeah, you're ripping it off and I mean, as making it beat. I don't know if, I don't know if it would be ripping it off, but it's, it's I don't know. For I guess me, when it's I like say kind that, of nostalgia, I, mean, nostalgia, well, I guess. No, but what I, mean, I, what I, I like about it is that it, expo- it exposed me to so many older cool artists or old cool songs that I always loved but didn't know I loved. For sure. But you yeah. also have such a crazy ear for things that are sampled, like um, the Red Hot Chili Pepper song that... Um, Come, my lady. Uh, oh, the, um, Crazy Town Butterfly is from yeah, yeah, a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Yeah. You knew that, like you can, like you listen to like any '90s R&B or like Nelly well, song, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is a this Nelly song actually came from Chuck Brown's album Bustin' Loose," and like we'll put on this awesome like funk track. Yeah. I feel like Bustin' Loose. Yeah. Ah. Well, you know, you guys just gotta listen to more stuff, I guess. Yeah, so. I guess so. No, you just have a crazy cat like, like catalog, catalog repertoire up there of who sampled what and how all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. That's dope, though. Yeah. It makes for long um, uh, car rides. They, they, they help the long Yeah, all the time we'll listen to, like, Sirius XM when we're on tour. Because we were actually just talking about... He was messaging me on tour, like, because everyone in the car was asleep. And he was, like, uh-huh. on board, basically. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, go listen to podcasts. And we were talking about how it, like, oh. is a challenge to find what to listen to on tour, because it's, like, music 24-7. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to that break away. That would be good if they would yeah. like... Songs with sweet like commentary and Pat could be like, yo, this song, this samples from this album, and then this is a, this is a, this is a song, this is that song. Yeah, can you play that song? Pat Pat Cass? Cass? Oh, Pat. I, I could do that. I'd be maybe I will. Maybe I will. We told him to write a blog. No, I'd be I'd be about a Pat. I'd be too opinionated, and then I'd get like Reddit would hate me. But it's all downhill once Reddit hates you. I know. It's all downhill. Your life is over pretty much. Yeah, once once Reddit hates you, you're done. You can't even log on. And I think you get more popularity by being hated. It's like, hey, check out this guy. We all hate him. And yet, yeah, but yeah, there's a place for every asshole on Reddit. You can find a whole community of other assholes that are the same as you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. are the Donalds. It's like the nicest asshole. Did that get shut down? I'm not trying to talk about Trump right now because I really don't want to. But did are the Donald finally get shut down? No, we got a no from Devin, everybty, and that is the final word. All right. The biggest redditor in the house. <laughs> hey, Devin. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, thank you so much for ch- chilling with us today. This was. We got other. We got other. We got other stuff we could ask him. We don't have to end yeah, this right I now. Yeah, I mean, I want to go get a beer, but I'm fine with whatever. All right, let. I got are a few more hungry? questions. How hungry are you? I got more questions. <laughs> okay, go shoot. Go for it. Uh, ask your questions. I'm getting to it right now. <laughs> Pat, way hurry back. Up. 
Way back. Let's go back Favorite in color. time. Favorite color. Way Ask back. Me questions. The first time I met you, you you were working for Antic Studios. Um, still do. I know you still do. I'm a, li- I'm, I'm a, I'm a lifer now. A lifer. So how did you how did you meet those guys? Um, they did like their first uh, professional, I guess you would call it, gig uh, in the cities. Um, they did Grizz and Manic Focus, uh, and they just absolutely blew my mind because I was one of those cats who paid for a ticket to the show and sucker. Like it was. You are sucker. not on the guest list. No, <laughs> no, but I mean that's like what I <laughs> That's when I first like started going to shows and shit, and I was like one of the first ones, and they like absolutely blew my mind with the productions, and I went up and talked to them, and I was like, "Yo, you guys are the first ones in, and they're the last ones out. Nobody gives you enough." recognition or props for that so here's my name and number I'm JD if you need any help give me a call and they called me a week later and they're like yo we need some help we'll, we'll get you into the show buy you some drinks you know we'll have a good time and I was like cool so then did that and a week later they're like hey we're a little we need another extra hand like we'll put you up in our hotel you can hang out with us and learn some stuff blah 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 so what what uh, capacity did you start uh, working with them, what was your what was your job there? Uh, I was just building, you know, helping load in, load out, just make sure that everything's set up. They would teach me how to run all the cables and everything, and mm-hmm. patch everything in, and make sure that they would be able to do their work. So, great. Yeah. And then, how'd you uh, advance into um, running lights and video boards? Um, just watching them, really watching them, and they would explain what does what and which how they why they set it up the way they do and. How to set it up the Who way are they, they did. Who they for right now, by the way? Like, I know they fly out randomly and do boombox cartel and stuff. Uh, yeah, they Max just did and boombox Ryan. boombox cartel in uh, Mexico City. We're going to have yeah. them on an episode here, too. Yeah, yeah we're well. those Max kids are absolute wizards and warlocks. Max is a... Yeah, they're... Max and Ryan are... Insane. And they're so young. How old are those turds? Uh, like, t- Worf is like... I think Worf is, is old. turning. I think when Worf I is turning them, 30. Yeah, Worf is... Um, like okay, well, then Max is super young. Because when Max I met them... Max is like 27, 28, I think. No yeah, way, yeah, dude. They're I swear he's younger older than that. No. Man, I just remember being so impressed that they... Well, I just, like, remember thinking that they were like a few years younger than me and just being so impressed that they were doing such crazy things like I mean buying $140,000 LED walls yeah. by themselves and having their own trailer and giant truck and blah 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 anyway they're incredible they're, uh, they're amazing they're, they're very inspiring cats and honestly I wouldn't be uh, a tour manager or I wouldn't be doing any of the things that I'm doing if it, if it wasn't for their uh, friendship and hospitality and their love because they put me on to uh the being able to be in the position that I was in to meet the artists that I met and to form the connections and the friendships that I have over the years, you know, it wouldn't be possible without Max and Ryan and Antic Studios. There's no book that's written on this. There's no, there's no way to like actually like a specific way to... I mean, I was in college to be a literature education communication. I was going to be a high school teacher and yeah. then I started going to shows and I saw that and I was like, yo, like... Those, kid, those kids just blew my mind, and I want to learn how to do that so I can blow other people's minds. Because yeah. at the right. time, I had, you know, listened to the music that I had liked, like late night radio and whatnot. You know, like two, three years ago, I had a dream that I was going to be late night radio's tour manager, and I was going to be the visual production of his music. Whoa. And now I am. Done. Like, yeah, that's really funny. Like, it's, it's, it's really, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's like, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy. Like, I, like, I actually had a dream that I was going to 
you know, be involved in the music scene so much that I was going to be on the road for late night radio and I was going to be able to design a stage for his music and have every single movement of his music have a lighting cue and a visual theme to it. So, and I was actually able to drive out with some of Antic Studios gear to, um, Fort Collins and to, uh, Boulder and we got to do that for two shows. Can you have a dream of me having like a bajillion dollars? Uh, that's the dream for all the homies. Yeah, I, go to sleep, I, go to sleep, I go to sleep every night with dreaming that I will wake up and there'll be just like if somebody hand me a bunch of money and be like, yo, like I want you to do this. Like I want you to like, Fantastic. I believe in your vision so I want you to like do this and then like just pay me back once you've got it all figured out and whatnot, you know? Totally. That would be, that would be supreme because I got hella ideas for hella cool shit. Hella so. ideas. So, well, let's do yeah. What, what's next for you? You just got off to um, now you're back here in uh, Minneapolis for a little while. Back to my Joe job for back a little bit. Job. And then uh, we got Snoda coming up. I'll be working for them. Um, I think uh, Artifacts and Daily Bread talked to me about going out on the road next year after like January, February, something like that, doing a Midwest run. Um, you know, just kind of waiting and seeing if anybody needs a road dog. I'm, yeah. my, my goal is to... Go out on the road for two, three weeks, a month at a time, come back for a week or two, and then, you know, so, if anybody needs a tour manager, or yeah, a this is the guy, this you is your guy. You heard it here first, one more time for the people Holler in the back. Yeah, uh, so tell us about your Joe job. Uh, I work, I trim trees. I'm a, I'm a branch manager at a tree trimming service. He's, he's a touring oh, branch manager. I like that joke. I'm a branch manager, yeah. I like that joke. I pick up sticks and I put them in piles, and then I pick up those piles and put them in bigger piles. Damn. Wow, that I like sounds it. really I, complex. I, I manage branches. Yeah. And there's a lot of branches right now. So, um... Oh, God. Raking leaves. I got so. it. I also have to say thank you once more for letting us stay at uh, your family's cabin in Michigan last year. Yeah, that was awesome. Year. Oh, dude, no doubt. JD let us stay at his family's cabin in Michigan last year. On our way to year. up north. On our way to up north. Yeah, RIP. I mean, year one, <laughs> one and back. done. They'll come back. A lot of fun. I work for them too. They'll come back. Dude, I'm. I'm yeah, that's right. And that JD was, was out there working for them. They'll, they'll come so back. So I was really vengeance. sad that they had such a cluster park. They'll come back. I wanted to go. Okay, they're coming back. You heard it here first. They're coming back. They'll come back. Uh oh. They'll come back. They'll come back with a vengeance. Cool. Is it going to be in Michigan somewhere? I don't know, but I just know that they'll try. They have, oh, I, know, I know. I know the cats who work for that aren't going to let the dream die for sure. It I mean, was, it was an great. awesome first festival. It was insane. Oh, it was, it was I dope. Had totally not. Totally nervous. Extinct dinosaurs sure. live blew my mind. So totally a lot of things. Totally nervous. Yeah, because you yeah. have a big half chub for Miha. No, that wasn't it at all. No, totally nervous. Extinct dinosaurs. She was on stage, and he was just standing with me, just like. <laughs> well, to be fair, there was a lot of that going on that night for me. Yeah, I missed out on that festival. I'm, I'm kind of pissed. You did miss out. You missed out on the everybody. potato chip stage. Everybody, everybody. Potato chip stage. Potato chip stage. It rained really hard, and there was yes. a stage yes. that had like an awning shaped like a potato chip. So when it started flooding all the other stages, everybody went to the potato chip, and it was the smallest <laughs> stage too. There was just like yes. thousands of it people. Like Pringle. Pringle. It looked like a Pringle. It looked like a Pringle. Yeah, they'd be like, "Go to the Pringle pr stage. To the Pringle." Yeah, everybody would like go to. Take cover under the Pringle. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Neon Steve was hiding out under the Pringle Neon for a while. Neon Stove? And that was pretty cool. Yeah, Neon that Steve. was cool. Neon Steve. I got to meet Neon and Steve. And if you don't know, now you know. Check out Neon Steve. He's yeah, dead. everybody check out Neon Steve. Well, yeah. check out Neon Steve. All right, well, for real, I'm going to go get a beer. Thank you so much, JD, for coming in. I, we love you so much. Yeah, one much. more time, well, JD. We Thank you. Thank when you we guys. talk to uh, Ryan and... Uh, 
and Max is all coming in. We'll, we might have you back then, so that'll be tight. Cool. Right. Thanks, JD. Thank you, guys. God, that guy has great energy. I love JD. Like... He does. I think we'll prob. I hopefully we'll hopefully see him at our show this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Where is that again? <laughs> it is uh, Terror Fest. Is at the Skyway Theater. We'll be in Studio B, opening for Filibusta. Uh, Filibusta. Mm -hmm. And yeah. playing shortly after True Feels. Doors open. So at it will be a homey party for sure. Wear your costumes. Don't be lame. Yeah. Yes. Don't be lame. We told you what our costumes were, so <laughs> you have to. And don't steal our ideas, okay? Yeah. I don't even think they can get in without costumes. That's not. If true. you dress up so. like us and try to get up on stage. We will kick you off. We will kick you off. <laughs> Unless you're extremely believable. Unless yeah. you could play the sax. I'll just give you the sax and I could like chill out yeah. for a while. You can hang out and have a few beers. Right? <laughs> uh, a, anyway. few, a few Coors Light tall boys. Course, so yeah. to uh, join us in future podcasts and stuff, you can follow us on facebook.com slash greenroompodcast.mn or okay. listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash greenroompodcast. And if you want to watch and listen to us, you can check us out on YouTube that's youtube.com slash igloo studios LLC. Subscribe. Or you can just search for Megan Hamilton on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Yeah, I mean, either do way that works. Too. Whatever you guys do. We can do. figure it. Yeah, you guys are smart. But thank you so much <laughs> yeah, for tuning in. Thank you, thank you for so much us. for joining us. In yeah. the green room. And we'll see you in uh, two Mondays. That sounds good. Let's do. Have a good night. Peace. Bye.